Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. The volume The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, go low pod. Go low pod. What a day to be recording a golf podcast. We have Phil. We got DJ. We got Liv. We got team names, uh, which I actually think are kind of funny. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Uh, the live is dominated today. Well, let's let's call a spade a spade. They they won. Simple fact that like this kind of worked in the sense of they got to own the week going up against the RBC, and we're obviously going to dive all into that. I'm wearing my Tiger Woods hat in solidarity with my man Eldrick Tiger Woods, who is not playing in the U.S. Open. And it does. It feels like it's an afterthought. Now, in fairness, I think after the way the uh, the PGA Championship, he was really struggling. He withdrew. I, I think we all assumed that he was not going to play at the Country Club here in a week, and would just try to make it to uh, the Open Championship at St Andrews, which he said before is his favorite course in the world. So I, I don't. I mean, while it's news because he tweeted it out. I think we all assumed in the golf world, those of us that follow the sport, that Tiger was probably not going to play in the U.S. Open. Now, our boy Phil, uh, I don't think I expected him. One, he didn't join Liv last week. We'll dive into Phil. We'll dive into DJ. We'll dive into Liv. I'll have a lot of thoughts there. We'll talk to Sobel about his reaction. He's talked to a lot of people in, in professional golf, the PGA Tour. Are they rattled? Just the whole thing. And then, of course, at GoLoPod, at GoLoPod is my Instagram. If you want to get your question answered here on the show, you got to go to at GoLoPod. I, I, we got a several new DMs I'm going to read today after we talk to Sobel. So at GoLoPod, subscribe to the pod. If you like golf, you play golf with your friends, tell them about the podcast. I love talking golf, 
And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's start overall. Listen, I think initially Liv was hoping to land a bunch of guys in the top 50. They basically landed Gooch, Sergio, and DJ. They were hoping for some Brysons, maybe land like a JT, Rory type, and they didn't. Though, I think it's inevitable that Bryson and even Ricky Fowler, while no longer being a top 50 player, is easily one of the most famous golfers. So live, the PGA Tour is unique because as my buddy Jeff Schwartz, who played in the NFL for a long time, really struggled to understand. He texted me the other day, like, how can the PGA Tour allow these guys to do this? Baseball, football, basketball would never allow this. I said, well, they are not under contract with these individuals in the sense of you're not a W-2 employee. You're a 1099 guy. You have to pay. Like, if I'm on the Golden State Warriors, when I flew back to Boston to play in the NBA Finals, I don't pay for anything. Joe Laka plays for the flight. I get per diem for my food. They feed me. They put me up in a hotel. They cover all the expenses. That's not how golf works. When Dustin Johnson went to the PGA Championship, when went to Augusta, went to Riviera, he compensates his flight. So it's, it's very unique that way. They are independent contractors. Why I've said over and over, the PGA Tour is going to, regardless whether you stand on the side of an organization or whether you stand on the side of the employee, it's pretty clear they're going to lose this fight. You cannot tell someone where they can and cannot work in this situation when they're a 1099 employee. It's why an Uber driver is also allowed to drive for Lyft and also deliver for DoorDash. The PGA Tour is essentially saying that if they were Uber, you're not allowed to drive for Lyft and you're not allowed to drive for DoorDash. And these players are like, screw you. Now, a lot of players, especially the rich ones, have taken hardline stances. Well, JT, Jordan, those guys have a ton of money, so it's easy for them to do that. Taylor Gooch took the stance of like, I don't even aspire to do that. Maybe I do, but I'm going to go take the money. Why? Because money talks and shit walks. If Jordan Spieth and Rory and some of these guys didn't have the astronomical amount of wealth they had, they easily could have been wooed by this thing. But you can't convince me that the PGA Tour is not really, really rattled. Because whatever happens this weekend, I don't know how much I'm going to watch. Probably not much. I'll consume a little bit on my computer or phone, see some stuff on Twitter. But here's what's going to happen. At the end of the weekend, payouts are going to happen. Someone is going to win $4 million. Another guy is going to win $3 million. Another guy is going to win $2 million. If you win $2 million, I I haven't looked at the purse for the RBC uh, Canadian Open this weekend. There's a chance that the winner there gets like 1.8. There's a chance that third or fourth place at this event makes more money than the winner on the PGA Tour. And here's the other thing. There is no cuts. I am not pro Saudi Arabia. I do not like pretend to be pro Greg Norman. But I do understand they got something going for them. The reason all these other leagues historically have always failed, whether it's the USFL, I guess in my lifetime there's never been a uh, like competition in basketball. They never have enough money. They run out of the funds. Remember when COVID hit and the AAF canceled? It ended, immediately went bankrupt. They don't have the money. Vince McMahon's like, I'm not going to fund this. You know what the Saudis have? Unlimited amount of cash. I mean, there are rumors out there. There's $200 million waiting for Bryson DeChambeau. If Bryson DeChambeau lives up to the hype and lives up to his potential, he will never, in a million years, earn $200 million on the golf course. It will not happen. Tiger Woods, who won all the majors, all the tournaments, has a career earnings of like $120 million. Now, obviously, as a golfer, you make a lot off the course. But when they're paying these guys, like ultimately last year or last week when DJ went, as time went on, they gave him $125, potentially $150 million. And I see so many of the media elites. And listen, I'm a fan of Brandel Chambly. I love the Golf Channel. It's my favorite channel on television. But I think him... And some of the other big J's, they get so morally superior. It's like, hey guys, no one's offering you that much money. Now you can argue, I respect Jordan, because ultimately Jordan and Rory, think about this. To me, the, the two biggest properties, non-Tiger, and it's clear that Tiger turned down close to a billion dollars. Well, Tiger was bought in 1997 by corporations. Tiger is worth a billion dollars potentially right now. Tiger has, and listen, I say it all the time, the most powerful thing you can ever say in business and you could argue life, but definitely in business is no. 
It increases your value. What did DJ say originally? No. When they offered him $60 million. Well, he ended up quadrupling that. Maybe not that, but 3Xing that, 2Xing that. He got more. When you make someone chase you in business, you get more cash. And Tiger just doesn't need the money. He has a stupid amount. Well, Jordan and Rory are also two guys worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And there was a report last week that they turned down astronomical offers. Because if DJ, who I respect DJ, he's won 24 times on tour, he's won multiple majors, he's easily one of the best players of the last couple decades, not named Tiger Phil. And you could argue he's every bit the equal of Rory or Jordan. I know those guys have a couple more majors, but when DJ was on, he could easily beat those guys. We all acknowledge that. But he's not the personality or the draw that those guys would be. So if DJ's worth 150, what are Rory and Jordan worth? 400? Because to me, Bryson, when I see that he's potentially worth 200, he's a needle mover. And if Bryson DeChambeau commits to live, whether it's this year or next year, that is a fucking body blow to the PGA Tour. Because they only have so many needle movers. And Bryson is easily one of them. Now, they're lucky that Rory and Jordan are very loyal to them and don't want to leave. But eventually, here's what I would wonder if I'm the PGA Tour. They have more money than us. And usually when someone has more money than you, they can beat you in a competition when it comes to business because they can pay more for your employees. They can pay more for stuff. Here's the other thing that Liv brings to the table. They don't work as much. They play three-day tournaments. They aren't going to have as many tournaments of the PGA Tour. Listen, I'm a golf fanatic. I love watching Riviera. I love watching the Arnold Palmer. I love watching a lot Bay Hill. Here's the reality. Most people don't. The majority of human beings watch maybe the players and the majors. And here's the reality of live. These guys more than likely are going to be able to continue to play in the majors. So if you can make 50, 100, 200 million dollars, I also read today on social media that the caddies, who pays for the caddies when they travel around? Either themselves or they have an arrangement with the player. They have to compensate it on their own or the player has to take care of them on the PGA Tour. You know who pays for the caddies' expenses? Pays for their food? Pays for their lodging? Pays for their travel? And live? Live. The caddies don't pay anything. And they're getting more money. When I see the guy left Golf Channel, someone leaves this. Of course they do. They're offering triple the amount of money. Every decision we make in life, and I've said forever, you should never make a decision strictly based on money when it's not that big of a difference. If you make 150 grand and another company offers you 180 grand, well, if you love the company you work for, you like the people you work for, you like your responsibilities, and you have to move, it doesn't pencil. But if you make 150 grand and you love the place you work, and someone comes in with an offer of $600,000, you would be doing your family a disservice to not only seriously consider it, more likely to take the job. There is a reason in football. Most coaches leave being a coordinator in great spots, whether it's in Alabama, whether it's for Belichick, whether it's whoever, to become a head coach. Because as a coordinator, you make $2 million. The moment you become a head coach, you usually make six or seven. You can't pass up that type of money. Now, I have no problem with anyone taking the money, and I have no problem with anyone taking turning it down. But here's the simple reality. As this cash flows, and it is flowing, and unlike a lot of businesses that get funded by venture capitalists or get funded by one rich guy, eventually the faucet gets turned off because they go, we are not getting the ROI on our investment. You know who doesn't give one shit right now about the ROI? And I hear a lot of like the people saying, well, eventually they will. Well, maybe eventually they won't care because they have an endless supply of cash. So for the foreseeable future, let's just say the next five years, they won't think for one second how many people watch the YouTube channel, how many people care about this event, as long as it's working, as long as they are moving the needle, and as long as they are getting players. And as these payments are being paid out, let alone the lump sums, but the tournaments, when a random guy wins $2 million, and I'm a great player, and I get 30th, and someone and the PGA Tour pays me 75 people are going to continue to leave. And if Bryson leaves, the PGA Tour will be rattled because they need that guy. And I'm telling you, I think he's going to leave. And so do most people. And when we look at Phil Mickelson, he's 51 years old. He clearly, I give him some credit on, he did an interview with SI and he talked openly about gambling. Now, obviously, we're sponsored by gambling here on the volume. 
I've been gambling. He had a quote in there that I thought was very relatable to myself. I've been gambling as long as I can remember. I relate to that. I have been gambling as long as I can remember. I don't remember when I was 12 years old. I started gambling when I was 15 or 16. We used to sneak into a casino. I was a golfer. We used to gamble on the golf course. I'm 37 years old. I've been gambling over half my life. And I've been in positions where I've gambled too much and I've lost money. I've also been in positions where I won some money. I love to gamble. So do Phil. So do most people I associate with. I think there's a chance. Now, I don't, I would always stop myself because I didn't have an unlimited amount of money. So if I lost 10 grand, I couldn't, I'd be in some trouble. I might not be able to pay a mortgage. I might not be able to pay some bills. Phil could lose millions upon millions of dollars. And it was reported that Phil Mickelson lost $40 million. Well, once I read some of his quotes in the SI article, I think he's lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, luckily, Phil Mickelson is worth seven, $800 million and losing $200 million, like he said, is reckless and embarrassing. It didn't ruin his life. It didn't ruin his family's life and didn't ruin, uh, it didn't bankrupt him. He was lucky, but he had a problem. Listen, I, I think it's easy to kind of get on the line. Because alphas, aggressive people, like I'm not trying to compare myself to Phil Mickelson, but I love the juice of gambling. I don't even love the juice. Like I don't gamble to make money. I work to make money. I gamble for entertainment. I gamble for fun. It gets me going. Just like a lot of people that I know in my life. Most people I know are big gamblers. Why? Because it's the juice. It's the fun of it all. And I've never lost an amount of money that crippled me. Clearly, Phil, I don't care if you're worth $500 million. You lose $200 million. And again, I'm just guessing this, but the way he's talking, $40 million when you're worth 800, whatever. That's, is it that reckless? Yeah, it's not that big a deal. Money's all relative. Like, I think he needs this money. So when you see they're paying him $200 million, first and foremost, at 51 years old, how could Phil Mickelson, even if he had never blown any money, turn down $200 million? Now you could say for his reputation with who? The internet? Like who honestly, my question is this. The Saudis do shady shit, as do a lot of countries, right? We're balls deep in China. They do horrendous shit. We're in business with them all. So the Saudis are offering him a ton of money. And if he turns it down, he gets an applause from who? Twitter? The media? He takes it. Who really is that mad at him? Like, if he needs the money, he takes the money. It's the reason we all eventually do things for money. That's the way the world works. That's the way America works, capitalism. Now you can say... Is it the right move, legacy, his reputation? Yeah, that's all fair. But I think, and I've been saying over and over and over again, if you want to justify your move, instead of bullshitting all these comments that Phil kind of put in his statement or the DJ talked about, just tweet the number. If I was Dustin Johnson, I'd say, listen, resigning from the tour, all the other fluff I'm talking about, guys, they gave me $150 million. If you were sitting in my shoes, you would have taken it too. And if we all didn't pretend to be something we're not, would agree with them. Phil Mickelson, they gave me $200 million. I don't have quite the money Tiger does. I didn't have, whether it's the, the security, whatever, to turn down $800 million like Tiger Woods. I, I didn't. I can respect Jordan and Rory for turning it down, but I, I didn't. I couldn't. If I'm Taylor Gooch, they gave me $40 million. Kevin Nod, they gave me $35 million. That is relatable. Not because we have that much money or ever will have that much money. Because if we were in their shoes, we would do the same thing. And the PGA Tour does will never, ever have the ability to give them that money. The way they're set up as a charity, 501c, that's never going to happen. I think sometimes the problem with golf as someone who's just, I'm all in on football and golf. In football, we openly talk about money. We celebrate big contracts. We argue big contracts. We talk about the cash, how much coaches are making, how much the start quarterbacks are making. It's all about the money. In golf, we love to be like, well, they're playing for the Wanamaker. Well, they're playing for the legacy. No, they're literally playing for fucking cold, hard cash for money. And until you make enough, you're never secure because on the PGA Tour, you can lose your card, you can lose your status. And I, the PGA Tour in golf is always, what's weird is golf's the number one gambling sport. Anyone that plays golf, you're always gambling with a buddy, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $5, whether it's $500, whether it's for dinner. 
Yet they never, we never feel comfortable talking about it. It's a lot like college football, where it's like, hey guys, you're paying the players. You've been playing the players for 50 years. No one gives a shit. We just want to watch college football, college basketball. We don't care. But they're always kind of beat around the bush. No different with golf. Jim Nance never wants to talk about the money on the CBS. Like, this putt is for 800 grand. That is interesting. And I'll give, if Liv embraces that, the money, that is fascinating. The media will call them scumbags. They'll resent it. They resent business. Most humans were fascinated by it. We're drawn to it. And the PGA Tour is in this tough spot where they can't pay people to show up. That's against the rules of their business model. Now they can do this fake PIP. They gave out $40 million. There's a chance that Sergio Garcia was literally just paid $40 million to go to live. How is the PGA Tour big picture going to compete if Liv doesn't go away? Because if they don't go away, the PGA Tour is in major trouble. I'll promise you. Just because it's natural, people are going to gravitate. Ultimately, DJ is a great example. He couldn't turn down the money. And he originally said the most powerful thing you could say, no, I'm good, guys. I'm going to stay with the PGA Tour. I'm good. And then they said, what's your number, bro? And then he threw something out. Let's just say it happened that way. And he threw out a number like any of us would. What would you want if you could get it? And you throw out a number, you write it on a piece of paper, you hand it to the shark. And then he says, no problem. In. Done deal. A lot of people, okay, well, I'm in then. Right? Who would not take more money to work less? Spend more time with your family. Now, I'm a PGA Tour aficionado. I love the PGA Tour. But most people don't. It's not like the majors are huge and Tiger's big, but there's a reason golf, like ultimately the Byron Nelson or Bay Hill, just isn't that interesting to a large percentage of people. They'll get 1.5 or 2 million people to watch, but for the most part, the fields are very hit or miss. My favorite tournament of the year is Pebble Beach. But now because the Saudis pay people to go, the Pebble Beach field is terrible. The only big name there is really Jordan because he's an AT&T guy. If Jordan was sponsored by Nike or Aquafina, he would probably be in Saudi. Even if he wasn't joining the Live, they would pay him so much money to go to that tournament. Instead, he's at AT&T Pebble Beach. But for the most part, look who's competitive at Pebble Beach. It's like Tom Hoagie versus Berger versus Jordan Spieth. The top guys aren't walking through that door anymore. Riv is somewhat unique, but... It's Tigers tournament, but I, I still, I, I'm telling you, the, beside the majors and the players, it's just, it's not as big, I think, as some of the di- true diehard diehards. And to be a huge business and to print cash, you need to get more casual fans, and it's going to be hard as it splinters. And I think, say what you want about Greg Norman, egomaniac. If you saw the picture, big penis. Uh, he's he's onto something. And the only reason he has a chance is because he's funded shady people with unlimited amount of money. And they're just not going to go away. Like Taylor Gooch is not going to be the first. Like if you told me there are some other big names between 25 and their early 30s in the next 12 months that become, I would bet $10,000 right now beside Bryson and Ricky, they get another, holy shit, this guy's leaving the PGA Tour in the next year. I bet I wouldn't even hesitate putting $10,000 on the table. And you could argue I'd feel pretty good about multiple names. Now, this might, I'm not saying it's Rom or Jordan, but if you tell me Joaquin Neiman, Victor Hovland, I'm just throwing out some random names. Like you're going to get top 25 players because you, the, the, that's what the PGA Tour, you have to earn all your money as a player. Why wouldn't you go to a, a tour where you just get it handed to you? It's just, it's basic human nature. Even if you are, these guys are all high achieving, high workers. It's just basic math. It it really is. Now, how good the product's going to be? I don't know. What the incentive for DJ to stay good? I don't know. But you obviously want to stay good because you still want to win the majors. But things change. Like, I'm not saying the PGA Tour is completely screwed and going to go away. But if you told me we look back in five, 10 years and it splintered it and it was never the same, like, I, I I could see that happening. If the Saudis never tap out, and I don't see any desire for them to tap out, given the money. So this is, Tiger left today and told, said he wasn't going to play in the U.S. Open, and it felt like an afterthought. It really did. And I can't wait, I repeat, can't wait to see Phil 
at the U.S. Open. I mean, that you talk about a press conference that's going to be an absolute circus. <laughs> I mean, sign me up for that. Phil's got the beard. Phil's got a little midlife crisis. He looks like he, he's got uh, he, he's got the leather jacket going. Let's go through some of the names. DJ's team name is Four Aces. Don't hate it. Uh, Kevin Na's name is Ironheads. That's terrible. Louis Stinger, not bad. Uh, Martin Keimer, Cleeks, no clue what that means. Peter Uline, how is he a captain? The Crushers. Phil's, the High Flyers. I think my favorite, though, because it feels like a movie name, is Sergio's team is called the Fireballs. Uh, I think a lot of people have been making fun of the fireballs. Not going to lie, don't totally hate it. I hope eventually we can institute some uh, people wearing the clothing with this, you know, plastered all over them, which I think is inevitable. But I'm telling you, as someone who questioned this, I wouldn't say I danced on the grave, but I thought it was over. I've completely changed my tune. I I, I think this is going to... uh, have major, major ramifications for years to come if the Saudis don't back out. And I listen, why would they? I mean, what if it works? The PGA Tour is in full swing, and the best place to tee off is on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So just sign up with promo code COLIN FanDuel is an official betting operator of the PGA Tour, so they have all your favorite bets to choose from. This week, RBC Open, Canada. No big deal. I like Justin Rose and Corey Connors, the Canadian, to go home and go low. Get in on the action with tournament winners, top five finishes, match betting, and so much more. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. Just join with promo code Colin and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets. Win or lose, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 New York, Tennessee Redline 1-800-888-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming Visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia There's no distance too far for the perfect trip Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Back at it again on a uh, pretty explosive week, I would call it. The the opening of Live Golf with my man, Jason Sobel. You can hear him Monday through Wednesday, uh, Series XM 2 to 4. Find him all over Twitter, his Twitter account, and writing about betting this week on the PGA Tour. I, I haven't seen any early lines on Live Golf as well as his uh, his podcast, Links and Locks Action Network. Uh, Sobel, uh, you're a busy man. What's up, bro? John, I walked away from my phone for four minutes earlier today, and I missed an entire news cycle. I mean, sir, it's like golf. People think golf is a slow-moving sport. Just follow it on social media on a Monday or Tuesday. The thing moves faster than anything right now. Gosh. Well, before we dive into the live, let's, let's start with a couple headliners. We now know that Phil Mickelson will play in the U.S. Open, and you know the guy that always got the best of them, Eldrick Tiger Woods, is now out of the U.S. Open. Your thoughts? Yeah, so we were saying a month ago at the BJ Championship, man, a year ago, you never would have thought that Phil would be out and Tiger would be in. And then a month ago, you never would have thought Tiger would be out for the U.S. Open and Phil would be in. Like I said, things are changing very, very quickly in the world of golf. I, look, I hope Tiger um, gets healthy and I hope he can go play the Open Championship because I have a, as I've been saying for a few months, I've always believed that that's the one he's got uh, circled on his calendar that he thinks he can go to St. Andrews and compete, maybe even contend for that event. So hopefully he gets healthy. Not a huge surprise the Tigers not playing at Brooklyn. The fact that Phil's coming back, I, I mean, it's it's very interesting to me. Skip the Masters, skip the PGA Championship, where he had a chance to tell everybody all about uh, his win from last year. But he will go play the U.S. Open. I mean, look, it's hypothetical. He's 51 years old. He hasn't played competitive golf now in four or five months. Can you imagine Phil Mickelson? going to Brookline next next week and winning the U.S. Open, the one that's always eluded him, and then going back to live golf, going play play plays an event in Portland two weeks later and celebrates his U.S. Open victory in the career Grand Slam. The world is weird right now, man. I mean, is it safe to say, I, I don't think Tiger's that much of a shock how much physically he was struggling. Uh, so that's not that crazy. But Phil who I, I don't know if you saw, he did an interview with like SI and he talked about how he needed time away, but he right. is not, unlike we'll dive into DJ and McDowell and, and I, and uh, I guess McDowell didn't, but nah did resign from the PGA tour. And you can help us better understand that Phil is claiming I'm not resigning from the, the PGA tour, obviously his lifetime status, which is what, like 15 years and 20 plus wins on tour. Exactly. So he, he is exempt whenever he wants to play. Uh, I guess just your thoughts on Phil and some of his quotes and now coming back. I mean, are, are you surprised? Uh, what's your take on Phil Mickelson as of the information we have today? Yeah, none of it should be a surprise. Look, we've known for months that this was going to happen at some point. Maybe it's a little bit of a surprise that the list for Live Golf's first event came out last week and Phil's name wasn't on it. And we thought, oh, maybe he's had a change of heart. Maybe it didn't work out. My guess is after DJ signed, for reported 125 to 150 million, Phil might have made 50 million dollars more himself just by waiting, by sitting on his hands and saying, "I don't know, I'll I'll think about it. We'll see what's going to happen." Uh, I, I'm guessing the folks that run Live Golf at some point got a little worried and said, "Fine, you know what? We'll give you whatever you want. Come on over to London. We need you to play in this thing." Uh, this was always the plan, and so I, I'm guessing that Phil did pretty well for himself, just sort of waiting and waiting and waiting that said the fact that some of these guys are resigning from the pga tour from what i understand oh yeah what does that mean what does that mean so jay monahan the commissioner for the pga tour has been saying for months hey if you go play live golf we are going to take disciplinary action against you now what is that disciplinary action we have no idea because i don't think the tour has any idea because the lawyers are going through everything and trying to figure out what disciplinary action you can take against a player who decided to go play another tour. I, I don't know what it can be. It can be a suspension. It can be a fine. It can be a banishment. I, I have no idea what it can be, but they haven't announced that. The speculation, though, is that if the PGA Tour suspended a player who is still a member of that tour, that player, if qualified, Dustin Johnson is a great example, for the major championships, then couldn't go play the majors because they uphold those suspensions from the PGA Tour. But if you resign from the PGA Tour, well, they can't enforce disciplinary action against you. And so if Dustin Johnson or other players resign from the PGA Tour, well, there's no suspension. They can then go play the major championships. It's all a big catch-22 
but but I do understand kind of where they're going with it right now. So when when Kevin Na and DJ say they resigned, it's safe to say they plan on playing the four majors moving forward, right? I, I would think so, and I would think the four majors are planning on having them. I've seen some thought as to, you know, hey, they should, you know, the USGA and the RNA, they should ban these guys and not let them play the majors. I, I don't see why they would necessarily have a dog in the hunt. They're not related to the PGA Tour. Sure, there's a partnership there, and sure, there's, you know, things they work on together. It's a sanctioned event, but I don't see why the USGA would necessarily care if a player who's 23rd in the world is playing the PGA Tour or Live Golf. They're saying, well, you're qualified for our event. You're allowed to come in. And quite frankly, it would be a really bad look for either of those opens to say to a player, you went to Live Golf, you can't play. That's what it's all about. I mean, Roy McAvoy said it's the most democratic golf tournament in the world. If you're good enough, you qualify, you get in. For them to say, no, you can't do it, it, it essentially makes the U.S. Open closed instead of the U.S. Open. Well, we, we talked last week on Tuesday morning, and then Tuesday afternoon, I, I you know, Phil is a big story because of his name, but I, we all knew he was inevitably going here. Yeah. DJ said, I'm out. And then on Tuesday afternoon, a week ago, DJ said, I'm in. And you've now had a week covering this, talking to people about it obviously the money is kind of out there 125 150 million he talked this morning just tell me your reaction to dj announcing he's in and just over the week what you've learned about the situation with him specifically the sense that i've gotten is that three days before the announcement was made last week dustin johnson was not part of this that he had said three months earlier hey it's not for me i'm gonna stick with the pga tour and then they just kept throwing money at him and he kept getting a little bit more interested and he kept thinking about, hey, I've got a young family at home and I don't necessarily need to go play uh, every single week on the PGA Tour. Look, these guys are going to play eight events. They're three-round events. It's 24 days out of the year. They're going to have 340 days off and get paid maybe 10 times, 15 times more than they were making already. It's uh, other than if you can get over the ethical and moral decisions of it, which granted, that's a major part of it. And there is sports washing going on. I, I, I just wrote another story about it, sort of explaining kind of what this all means and what these players are doing. They're essentially complicit in trying to change the messaging from the Saudi Arabian government from, hey, it's a murderous regime that has a nefarious human rights record to, oh, they give opportunities to some of the world's best golfers and let them go play golf over there. It's, it's a changing world, and they're, they're complicit in you know, letting Saudi Arabia change that opinion of what they are. But look, everybody's got a price. And I, I get it. I mean, if someone comes to you and they say, hey, we want you to work for some really bad people, but you're going to work three times less and get paid three times more. You say, ah, all right, well, I can, I can sort of make do with that. You know, maybe it's, hey, I won't do it for three times more. How about 10 times more? Uh, they're still, they're bad people. I don't know if I want to do it. How about 20 times more? You know what? They're not that bad. I can get along with this. I, at some point, everybody's got a price. Does DJ obviously he has twenty plus wins, and you know you could probably—I don't know exactly—has he been on the tour for fifteen years? I, he claimed today he was. Does he fall under that Phil category, lifetime exemption as a PGA yeah. Tour member? Yeah, exactly. And, and you're right. I think he may have another year or two to claim that lifetime exemption. But essentially, he has the he has the win number. Yes, it, it's it's very interesting the fact that. Phil says, no, I'm a lifetime member of the PGA Tour. I don't want to give that up. Uh, and Phil thinks he can fight it and win. And I'm not sure that he's wrong about that. I think that Phil's probably got a good sense of what he's going to do. He's got a good team of lawyers that he's worked with for a long time on a lot of things. Dustin Johnson says, hey, I'm just going to resign from the PGA Tour instead of trying to fight it and use that lifetime membership. My guess is DJ just doesn't care. DJ's like, uh, what do you want me to do? Go play in Greensboro later this year when there's no event on the Live Golf Tour and try to fight it because I, I don't want to fight it because what but doesn't still, doesn't dj know some of the if, if phil fights it and wins then he can just piggyback off that right maybe now it might be a little bit different now that he's resigned as opposed to staying as a member and not resigning uh, i don't know where the language would cut that off so again uh, there's so much i i feel bad john i i've been doing interviews i've been hosting shows for the last week uh let alone you know the last three months and everyone's asking these questions i'm like uh, maybe, maybe not. I, there's so much unknown here. 
Well, as obviously the Masters, if you win it, you get a lifetime exemption. Sure. Uh, the, the 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 Open, the British Open, as I call it, mm-hmm. you get a lifetime exemption as well. It's correct? close. If you, win you, it, you get to play until you're 60 years, 60 old. years old. Yeah. The U.S. Open is not now, right? It's 10 years? 10 years. After correct. you win it? Yep. Gotcha. So DJ is exempt like Phil, Masters forever. Yep. Uh, the, the U.S. Open, he has another, whatever, five, six years, and he hasn't won the other two, so... So, and Phil so, can play the, the open till he's 60. Right. And here's a big part of it. And it, it factors in less for a DJ and a Phil and more for maybe a guy like Lee Westwood or Sergio Garcia. But what happens here is that right now there are no official world golf ranking points for the live golf events. The way you get into the major championships, other than winning a PGA tour event, other than winning a major championship and uh, having that exemption is being in the top 50 of the world ranking. That's one of the easiest ways for these elite level players to get in. By playing in the live golf events, these guys are not getting any world ranking points. And so there's no way to keep moving up in that ranking and staying there. So a guy like Lee Westwood, I don't know what Lee's rank is right now. It's probably somewhere around 50. He's going to start losing points. He's never won a major championship, so he's not qualified for them already. So he's essentially giving up on hey, I can go win a major championship someday and say, I'm just going to go play live golf as opposed to a Phil or a DJ who they should be qualified for a while. I mean, I I don't think DJ is going to fall out of the top 50 for a while. Phil's got the exemption from winning the PGA last year for at least five years and everything. So uh, they're not too worried about it. You know, obviously guys don't play in every event, but for all the big events, non-majors, for the most part, you know, 80% 80% of the guys that matter do. I mean, DJ, Naw, Louie, Phil, Sergio, Gooch. I mean, these are now spots on the PGA Tour for guys, right, to take advantage. I mean, those guys are not going to be in just the Byron Nelson or Riv, in, we, we assume, right? So aren't aren't there just going to be more opportunities for younger players or, or guys on the fringe to take advantage of those? Nobody from the PGA Tour is ever going to admit this. Nobody from Live Golf is ever going to admit this. I think that at some point, John, this could wind up being mutually beneficial for everybody involved. You get uh, essentially the PGA Tour gets rid of a lot of players. Not that they want to get rid of them necessarily, but gets rid of guys on the back nine of their careers who are in their 40s, who aren't necessarily major drawing cards anymore. The players themselves, they get paid and they get to play less golf, which is something they all want at this stage in their careers. Louis Oosthuizen said today that he's always thought about retiring at the age of 40. This gives him a chance at essentially uh, being semi-retired and being able to go work on his farm, which he's always wanted to do. And then Live Golf gets to showcase guys with some big names. That uh, That's kind of what they want to do as well, just have some big names playing golf and, uh, and, and, and again, altering the messaging that they're trying to do. It, it could work out for everybody. The PGA Tour gets to replace these guys. It's not necessarily a one-for-one deal, but essentially gets to replace a Louis Ustase and a Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood with the 22-year-old stud coming out of Oklahoma State. Thagala, Davis, Riley, the next group of those right. type guys. Right. Uh, obviously, you know a lot of people around the governing body of the PGA Tour. Is, is it safe to say that they're rattled, nervous right now? Rattled, nervous, worried, angry. Yeah, I think you you run the gamut of emotions. And yes, I, I would say all of those things. I don't know, just to look at that from the outside, I don't know that the PGA Tour was fully prepared for what's happened exactly. I think they always kind of knew, okay, this is coming. It's on the horizon. We'll deal with it. We'll tell players, hey, we're going to we're going to take disciplinary action against you if you do this. And that should be enough. That'll be enough to keep the players. They're not really going to have a mass exodus and all go over and play this live golf thing. I think it's hit them pretty hard. I think the last week and a half, two weeks has hit the PGA tour harder than they ever thought it would. I think they, they is that, is that because of Dustin, Dustin Johnson and Taylor Gooch, those two names specifically probably had to be the frontliners. Yes. I, I would think maybe even less DJ. I mean, just because DJ's, again, he's towards the end of his career. We never thought DJ was going to be playing PGA Tour champions when he's 62 years old. I mean, he's got a lot of money. He's got other interests. He's he's not going to be playing that much golf. Bernhard Langer and DJ aren't the same? Yeah, not exactly. He's not going to be the next Hale Irwin. Um, I will say 
the two names that I think really scare the PGA Tour, and, and again, this is just from an outsider's perspective, Taylor Gooch and Hudson Swafford. These are guys who aren't that old, who are sort of in the primes of their PGA Tour careers, guys who have each won already this season, who have exemptions. They're not worried about, I might lose my card, so let me jump ship before I lose it. These guys are good for the next few years if they want to be. These are the guys that I don't think they ever considered losing. They never thought that a Taylor Gooch, a Hudson Swafford was going to go anywhere. So I think they're scared about that. They're scared about the precedent now of, okay, we can lose the guys who are 47 years old. We can lose the guys who don't have a card. We can't lose the guys who are the nuts and bolts of the PGA Tour, the guys who play 25 weeks a year. That's really going to hurt them, I think, if it continues to happen. The two names, at least from my perspective, you know, social media and just reading everything you guys have been writing and talking about, Bryson and Ricky. Uh, thoughts on those two guys? Is it inevitable that they end up involved in this one day? Look, I'm not saying anything is inevitable right now. The way the news cycle is, I mean, things change in a hurry right now, as I was saying earlier. But I would say where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you've heard the names, there's probably reason that you've heard the names. Each of those players has been at least open to the idea of listening to live golf and hearing them out and not automatically shutting them down and saying, I will never do that. And so I think it would be very surprising to see, say, a Rory McIlroy, who's been adamantly against it the entire time, a Justin Thomas, who has spoken out and said, nah, not interested, not doing that. For a Ricky Fowler, for a Bryson DeChambeau, each of whom said, oh, it's an interesting opportunity. I'm going to weigh my options. I'll see what's out there. It's not a yes, but it's certainly not a no. Listen, we can say what we want about Bryson. Obviously, Ricky had a good run, and you could argue maybe it's over. And I know Bryson's you know, been banged up and played like shit at the Memorial. That would be a devastating loss for the PGA Tour. I mean, he, he, he's a needle mover for them. I mean, that's, yeah. do you agree? That'd be a big deal if he, if he did a quote-unquote, I resign and I'm out. It's a big deal. Uh, both of those are, are, are big deals. I, I see them as, I don't know how to rate them necessarily, but I, I think each of them might be maybe even a bigger deal than Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson might be a better player right now than either of them, but you're talking about drawing cards. You're talking about eyeballs. I mean, I, I've watched that countless times over the last dozen years where Ricky Fowler walks off the golf course after shooting a 74 and signs autographs for an hour and a half and has kids in Puma hats and Puma shirts throwing Sharpies at him because they love him so much. To lose a guy like that, yeah, that's going to hurt the, the brand name and marketability of the PGA Tour. It shows you this is a little bit of a win for Liv because we're 15, 20 minutes in. And we haven't even mentioned the PGA Tournament this week. Good and point. I mean, that's that shows you, man. I mean, and like you wrote – that there aren't nobody's playing in this thing. It's pretty top heavy. That there are some big names we haven't even mentioned it, but let's mention it now. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, very top heavy <laughs> field. And so I wonder. Here's a little conspiracy for you. I wonder if the PGA Tour went to the likes of Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, uh, Sam Burns uh, went to these guys, Cameron Smith, and said, "Hey, there's another event going on this week. We need to deflect some of the attention." away from live golf. The best way for us to deflect that attention is having some big names playing our event. We need you. I, I wonder if they told them that you have to come play because uh, look, we're, we're going to get crushed if we have a worse field than live golf during their first event. And so you look at it and you say, okay, those five of the top 10 players are playing this week. Hey, it's a great field. It's nine of the top 25. And then it's only 12 of the top 50. I mean, the drop-off is dramatic. And so this is not a deep field whatsoever. If you're looking at the top of the board and you're trying to pick a guy, Rory probably needs the win more so than anybody else in the top 10. The other guys have all won, and they've won pretty recently. Rory won this event three years ago, granted a completely different golf course, but you talk about trying to gain some momentum going into a major championship. Also, maybe a little karma play for Rory, who's been so outspoken against live golf that maybe he wants to sort of show show off a little bit and say hey let me take the spotlight away from that other event that's going on so if i've got to pick one of these guys it's rory but based on the prices they're so short in a, a field that's not deep I, i'm not chasing anybody in the uh, marketplace 
Well, I, I know that you picked Rose and another name, and Fanduys fifty to one, and, and Thagala, who played pretty well last week. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got game, and even you wrote, and it's we've been talking about it. Like, I think him and Davis Riley are similar. They're going to win at a price point that's like, damn, you could have got this guy at fifty to one. You right. could have got this guy at forty-five to one. It feels inevitable for both guys, right? Yeah, I think so. I like those guys. Essentially, the strategy this week, and you're right. My favorite outright was Justin Rose. It's not me saying. I love Justin Rose. I think he's the best player. He's going to win this week. Now it's more, I don't necessarily like playing anybody at seven to one, eight to one. These guys were super short. Cam Smith is 11 to one. Yeah, right they're, they're looking ahead to a major championship next week. Who knows how motivated they're, they are. And so I just want to take a shot at some guys who are in that 50 to one to 75 to one range. Take, take two, three, four, five guys and at least have a chance of, Hey, I, I can win with a bigger price, a bigger number, as opposed to, you know, such a small payout on a guy who's eight to one instead. I know. I, I like it. J- real quick before I get you, yeah. before I get you out of here, do you think what what's your expectation this weekend from the the live stuff? Like, obviously, it's going to be on YouTube. There are going to be some moments that probably go viral or whatever. Right. I, you know, do you think they probably put some social media influencers on the payroll? I mean, what, what's what's your expectation for the next? come Sunday, like what happened over the couple of days? So far, the PR for this thing, the social media presence for this thing has been almost non-existent. And so what it tells me is that this ain't about us. It's just not. This is not about, hey, let's have a fun entertainment vehicle that provides an alternative for the fans. This is not about the fans. Now, if you want to put on YouTube TV on Thursday morning and watch the live event, they're not going to say no. Friday, J- Sobel, 54 holes. <laughs> Thursday through Saturday, I believe. Oh, it's Thursday through Saturday. Yes. Oh, so they're not even going Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Thursday through yeah, Saturday. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So you want to put on the live golf event. It's going to be a shotgun. You want to watch it? I can say no. They'll let you do it. But quite frankly, I don't get the sense that they care necessarily if they have a million views or a hundred views. It just doesn't matter to them. This is about causing a disruption. This is about changing the messaging for their government. It's not about, hey, let's create something for the fans out there. Let's grow the game. That's that's the last thing on their priority list right now. I saw that they pulled people and came up with people like the consumer wants a shotgun start. What's, what's your take on uh, the shotgun? Okay, we sit here and talk about betting every single week here on the pod, John. A shotgun start might be the worst idea for betting. Where, where are all sports going right now? What's the biggest thing going on in all sports? Odds. Hey, betting, odds. We can put some money on this stuff. We can have a personal investment while we watch. Okay, what does the Live Golf Tour do? Let's have a shotgun start where it's terrible for Ben. You can't watch everything going on at the same time. Things are going to flip too quickly. It's completely anti-gambling, which, again, if you're trying to draw the fans, you're trying to get eyeballs, you're trying to get people to watch, that's the last thing you want to do. So, again, it just tells me they don't care. They, They just don't care. Well, isn't the drama of winning a golf tournament that last day, the setup of where they're staggered on the holes. Like this guy can, this guy's leading, but he's on hole 15. The leader's only on hole nine. He's still like, as part of the drama of a Sunday of golf and to win. Of course. I mean, maybe it'll be <laughs> fun to watch, you know, bouncing around to different holes. Hey, they all have two holes left and he's on 13 and he's on seven and they each are tied for the lead. I don't know. Maybe that'll be fun. I, I don't mind a shotgun start for the first round. You know, hey, let's get them all out there, get them playing quick. That's cool. But then repair and and have it a a regular event afterwards. I mean, look, they're trying stuff. It's fine. But again, uh, it just doesn't seem like it would fit the needs of the consumer right now. And uh, which just tells me they don't care about the consumer. It's about them. It's not about us. Well, Sobel, I know where we can find you Thursday through Saturday in front of your computer watching uh, Live Golf on YouTube and uh, uh, enjoy the weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. You know, you'll, you Phil Mickelson press conference. Can't wait. Uh, next week. I mean, I, I firmly believe that everything in golf will have changed by the time we talk next week. I, I, uh, we just talked for, what, 20, 30 minutes. And I can't wait to go on Twitter and see, like, you know, <laughs> who's defected and what leagues are popping up now. I, it's I know. amazing. Well, take it easy, man. Have a good week and uh, enjoy the live. Thanks, dude. <laughs> See ya. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well... I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's go Golo Mailbag. At GoloPod is the Instagram. I'm trying to put up some uh, some consistent content up there of me bullshitting about golf and some other posts. So go follow that on Instagram, at GoloPod. Question for the pod. My name is Vincent out of San Diego. Love San Diego. I'm a new golf better and have made some cash following your recent picks. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Just wondering what you're, who you're riding for this weekend's RBC Canadian Open. Are you going to focus on the top pack or try to find some toward the middle and say Tony Finau or someone like that? Two guys I really like this week. I'm not going to bet any of the... I'm not betting Cam Smith, Scheffler, Rory, any of the guys that are like 7-1, to 8-1, to 11-1. to one. Tony Finau is the last guy that I would, I would take... And or I mean the the highest odds. I FanDuel has him twenty five to one. Don't hate that. The other guy I think is forty eight to one, 
is uh, Sahith Tagala. And I, I just think this guy, him and Davis Riley, to me, are going to win. And when they win, you'll have got them at 40 to 1, 45 to 1, 50 to 1. So I, I'm going to put maybe 50 bucks on each one of those guys. Tony Finau, Thagala would be my two picks. John, nice pod. Why all the fuss about the golfers going to live when most casual golf fans don't care about non-majors? Correct me if I'm wrong. Phil, Louie, DJ, and others are still going to be teeing it up at the majors, regardless of the penalties the tour imposes. Correct. All these guys, Sergio, Nah, Phil, DJ, uh, Louie, Westwood, they're going to be at the U.S. Open. They will be, all of them are going to be at the U.S. Open. Every single one of the big names. Maybe, I'm pretty sure Lee Westwood's in. But definitely, Nah, Louie, DJ for sure, Phil for sure, they're going to the U.S. Open. Gooch, U.S. Open. The one thing bigger than the tour, much bigger as far as I'm concerned, is the majors. Tiger doesn't give a shit about 70-plus non-major wins. I think he threw out those trophies or lost them in a divorce settlement. And casual golf fans don't care about them either. It's the majors, and as long as the live golfers can still tee it up at those tournaments, which define legacies, I don't think they give two shits about the tour. Casual golf fan, but really enjoy your golf bad. I agree. And I'm telling you, the more money these guys make on live, why do they care about the Byron Nelson or even the Memorial or, you know, the Arnold Palmer or the Century or the Barracuda or the Safeway Open? They do not. So I'm with you. If they're able to play in the majors and they're going to be, now there is an element of uh, official world golf rankings. The Live is not officially World Golf Ranking, so guys like Kevin Na, for example, will lose points as he plays, even though he technically resigned. Like, Phil Mickelson is has a lifetime exemption. He has 20-plus wins, and he's been on the tour for 15 years. So does DJ. Technically, I, I was talking about Sobel. Is he true 15 years? But he has 24 wins. And DJ's won the U.S. Open, and uh, that is a 10-year exemption, but he's a Masters champion. So he can play the Masters until he dies. Uh, question is simple. Is Tiger worth one billy for your golf league? I can make an easy case for yes if he only plays three or four tournaments. Full disclosure, I have done no research what they're buying for one billion. My jaw dropped when I saw it, and it shouldn't have. Uh, yes, he he would be worth... If he took a cart and played live, he would be worth a billion dollars to them. Without If Bryson DeChambeau is worth 200, if Phil's worth 200, Phil's probably worth a little more. I'd say both those guys are probably worth a little more. Tiger's worth. There is no amount of money if Tiger is playing, you can pay him and not feel good about your investment. So yeah, Tiger's worth an astronomical amount of money. In my opinion, Tony Finau and Xander are the two most overrated players on tour. To settle a bet between friends, who do you think is the most long-term upside better career? Would love to hear your take on the podcast. I would say that Xander is a better player than Tony Finau. If I was going to bet on one the next 10 years, and I don't think Tony's going away, I would bet on Xander over Tony Finau. Now, I'm with you. I think both have a hype train that's greater than their their sum. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure Xander won the tour championship. Xander, Xander's a better player than Tony Finau. Now, we're talking about the best of the best, so it's not like that wide of a gap. But I think it's fair to say that Xander... This might be, I wouldn't say controversial. I, I would bet on Xander to win a major or two. Tony just doesn't win very often. Not that Xander wins a lot, but I, Xander's going to win a major. I, I'd put I'd put 10 grand on that right now. And honestly, Tony easily could, but I would bet on Xander to win a major. It said that Live Golf offered Tiger $1 billion. Nowhere compared to his 121 career earnings as a golfer, not counting sponsorships. If he was to move, will it be considered treason after he, all he has given golf? Well, Tiger, if Tiger would have gone to live, the PGA Tour, I I would say, would be royally fucked. Because if Tiger went, a lot of people would follow. Period, point blank. I don't care if they can barely walk and he's old. If Tiger went, guys would follow. And it would make it easier because Tiger would take all the heat. Right? I mean, Tiger is the most famous guy in the history of golf by a mile. So, like, the reason Phil took all this heat is he was the most famous guy. It's the reason he takes a lot more heat than DJ. He's just way more accomplished, way more famous, way more money, way more. He's been famous for way longer. And Tiger is 50x Phil, 100x Phil. But Tiger's not going to go. I'll give Tiger credit. Like he, 
He turned down a billion. Now, it's easier to turn down a billion when you probably already got a billion. But he's been pretty adamant, like, the PGA Tour meant a lot to him. Now, he made the PGA Tour and its members a lot of cash. But he also, like, they helped him out. Like, it was a mutual, beneficial deal. They became cash cows together. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Like, you can make money with other people and then kind of resent them at the end when it was... It was a partnership. And I would say the partnership between the two treated each other very, very well. Uh, at GoLowPod, fire in those DMs. And uh, and yeah, I mean, what what a week. I guess, I don't know how much of the live I'm going to watch, but I'm going to be paying attention. I bet many of you will too. Not like watch many holes, but we'll know what's going on. That, that's for sure. Uh, again, I like Sahith Tagala and Tony Finau will probably be my two bets this week. I'm, I'm not going to bet much. I've lost, you know, <laughs> not, not Phil, but you know, probably a grand the last month betting on golf. Cause I've just I haven't I haven't hit anything. I guess the one thing I hit was JT, but I lost all this other money, so it balanced each other out. And I have not come close the last couple weeks, even though Davis Riley's been in the mix. But when you pick him to win, he doesn't come through. Just come on, Davis. Uh, talk soon. Peace. <laughs>